Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 164. I'm calling it Visibility Deep Dive, which is kind of a contradiction, it feels like. Anyway, um, I've just had some questions lately that made me start thinking about this, and so I thought I would go into it more. I have a podcast um, called Visibility, Visibility, Visibility. I think that's the name of it. I'll try to find it for the show notes. But um, in that, I talk about you know how the visibility rule works, the importance of prioritizing decluttering projects according to visibility. Um, I also talk about, you know, how it builds upon itself, meaning, you know, if, if, if your concern is, well, if I always start with the visible spaces, I'll never get to the other spaces. That's not true. And that po- that podcast is where I really talk about how it eventually gets to the whole house. And the reason that prioritizing by visibility is so important. Um, But I'm talking today about, you know, what about what happens when you run into typical frustrations with focusing on visibility. So some things I want to say before I get really deep into that is your situation is unique we each have a unique situation. You're dealing with different amounts of stuff. You're dealing with different clutter thresholds. You're dealing with different life circumstances, different home layouts, all of that kind of stuff. Your situation is unique. But I also want to remind you that as long as stuff is leaving your house, you are succeeding at decluttering. Okay, as long as decluttering is happening, meaning not stuff shifting, not just moving things from one place to another, which is what I used to do, and still sometimes struggle to not do. Um, But as long as stuff is leaving your house, you are successfully decluttering. Okay. And once something is gone, it's gone. And you don't have to deal with that thing again. So you are it's like a drain in the bottom of your house. You know, once that stuff is out, it's that same stuff is not going to be there for you to have to deal with again. So you're succeeding if you're doing that. Um, if you start with the most visible space in your house and work on that, instead of analyzing which space you should start with and why the visibility rule wouldn't work, if you actually go ahead and start with the visible spaces, you're not going to regret it, okay? Because you are going to see visible progress, which is the whole point. And the other thing is, it does get harder. Decluttering does get harder the deeper that you get, meaning you're going to get to those things that you're like, oh, this was paralyzing. That's why it's stuck in this deeper spot, you know, out of the way, places that I don't look, whatever, that it, it does get harder, but it also gets easier in that by the time you get to the deeper spots, you have decluttering experience with easy stuff and you're more prepared to deal with that. So I guess what I'm saying there is as it gets harder, 
because you've been decluttering and you're getting to harder stuff, you've done easy stuff, celebrate the fact that you're at the point where you're dealing with harder stuff because you've actually gotten easy stuff out. Does that make sense? Okay. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, this might be the first podcast that you've listened to. So I think you'll understand as we keep going. Um, But I am also the author of Decluttering at the Speed of Life uh, that the whole point, the whole point in my decluttering strategies is that you um, make progress in any amount of time that you have available. Okay. Which is another reason for the visibility rule is that if I only have a certain amount of time available, or if I think I have an hour, but I end up only having five minutes, then if I focused on a visible space, then the progress that I'm going to make in whatever time I happen to have available is going to be progress that actually makes a visible impact on my home. So anyway, Decluttering at the Speed of Life is available wherever books are sold, wherever you like to buy books, in whatever format you like to buy books. It's an audiobook. Um, a paperback, a Kindle, a Nook, all those kinds of things. So that um, if you listen to podcasts, you probably want the um, the um, audiobook so you can listen to it while you declutter. Okay, um, just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash book for that. So before I get into the main meat of talking about the visibility rule, speaking of meat, let's talk about this week's episode sponsor, who is Prep Dish. Planning healthy meals is hard and it can feel overwhelming. Raise your hand if you've ever spent an evening searching for healthy recipes on the internet and made a huge plan to change the way your family eats, but then you never actually ended up making that happen. Or maybe you wandered around the grocery store reading labels and filling your cart with food that was healthy, but then half of it turned into mush in your vegetable bin and you ended up throwing it all away or half of it away or whatever. Um, Prep Dish solves these problems. It is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that gives you paleo and gluten-free meal plans every single week. They do the planning for you. So that's already done. All you have to do is open your email, buy the things on the list, and then follow their plan. Follow the guide to do one prep session, and then your healthy meals for the week are quick and easy to get on the table because most of the work is done. Listeners of Slob Comes Clean can get a two- a free two-week trial. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get your free trial. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. Thanks for being a sponsor. Okay. Um, visibility rule. One thing I want you to remember, and this is this goes back to the whole, I have a project brain. I like to tackle projects. I like things with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And especially if there's applause at the end, that's my favorite. Um, Housekeeping basically, you know, doesn't meet any of those specifications. Um, Housework is not a project as much as I would like for it to be. It's not. Um, So remember that um, sometimes when you feel like I'm going to declutter today, you think, well, I have to do just decluttering. I've got to really do but sometimes a piddly clean, a piddly straightening up of the spaces that I have already worked on in the past decluttering, um, that's valid. And it has a lot of value if I will piddly clean. Let myself say, visibility means that I'm going to go back to these other spaces and I'm going to piddly clean first. And when I piddly clean, which piddly clean 
is that a Southern euphemism, a, a Texas thing? I don't know. Piddly means like, really, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's like a little bit here, a little bit there. That's piddly. Okay. So if I piddly clean, not piddle, like piddle on the floor, somebody teetied on the floor anyway. Um, but piddly clean means in my brain, this is my podcast, um, that I am just doing all these things that really, it's just a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh my goodness. When I started giving myself permission to piddly clean first, when I had that cleaning inspiration, that cleaning energy that hits me randomly and not as often as it should. Um, when I gave myself permission to piddly clean, to straighten, to just focus on, okay, I'm just going to throw away surface trash. You know, this isn't real clutter. This is just everyday, whatever. Focus on that first. Then it's amazing the visible difference that that makes and how quickly I can get through that as I then keep moving on with, you know, more substantial real clutter. And the other thing to remember is that, you know, some people's questions that I've had lately or, you know, conversations that I've had with people lately is, um, you know, when you are working on a decluttering project, the way to prevent getting distracted, because it's common for somebody who has a lot of clutter, you know, my big rule is when I answer the question, where would I look for this first, which is the first decluttering question, I take it there right now, instead of making a pile or a keep box to deal with later, because that just is a recipe for disaster for me. And that's how I declutter without making a bigger mess. So if I have this item that I am going to take where I would look for it first, I'm going to go ahead and take it there right now. And I get to that space where I'm supposed to take it because that's where I would look for it. If that space is a disaster, instead of letting myself get distracted from the decluttering project that is my project for today, which is probably a more visible um, space, I am just going to one in one out. Okay. When I get there. So as I get to this space where I would look for something. I am just going to remove something. It doesn't have to be a similar type item, just something to free up enough space for me to put that in there right now. And, um, you know, I've already got a donate box and a trash bag at my decluttering project where I'm working anyway. So I'm going to come back to that. And I've just removed enough to make enough space for that item. But when... I'm looking at clutter in my house. Let's say, okay, so I'll tell you about a space I'm personally working on right now. I had a table over by my side of the bed. I put it there because I thought I needed a space like that for keeping, um, when I was writing the first book. So this has been quite a while ago, like two years ago, two and a half, three years ago, something like that. Um, when I was writing that book, I thought, well, I, I am writing little things on post-it notes and I've seen other authors do that. So maybe that's how I'm going to need to do it. I need a space that's going to be, um, the place where I keep all the papers and stuff to do with the book because I, I need it to be out of, you know, the, the walkways and pathways of our home so that other things don't end up there. So I'm going to make, create this space. So I had this little table 
that honestly had moved around my house multiple times. I think I'd even tried to sell it on a Facebook group one time and nobody got it. And then I kept it. And anyway, um, that table had this purpose at first, but guess what it ended up being? A clutter catcher. I mean, I don't, I pretty much quickly figured out that that's not how I write books. I didn't know because I'd never written one before, but instead, no, that's not how I do things. So that just ended up being a place where I dumped stuff and I cleared it off several times and it just continually became a, was a clutter catcher. So a couple weeks ago, I just completely removed it. Um, just took it out. So, um, I recommend y'all follow me on Instagram because that's where I kind of talk about those little things as they're happening. Um, that I usually intend to make a post at some point and doesn't always happen, but anyway, so that's on Instagram, Instagram. I'm a slob comes clean over there. So follow me there. But I removed that table. It is gone. Okay. It's out. My kid is using it. He's got a project that he's working on where he really wanted a work table to work on. So it's out on the patio. He's working out there on it. Anyway, um, I got rid of a ton of stuff over there. I mean, just so much of it was trash and easy stuff. It just had ended up dumped there. And so I got rid of so much of that. But I do still have some stuff over there in that space. Now, the space still makes my heart happy because comparatively it is so much better and better is good. So reminding yourself that better is good. And I, even though that space is not completely cleared out the way I have a goal of clearing it out, these, this time between when I removed that table and got rid of so much trash and moved so much easy stuff and decluttered the table in general, the time between then and now, I'm thoroughly enjoying how much better that space looks. But I still have some stuff there that does not have a home. And yet I have thought of over time, so I made it better. And then I'm thinking of, okay, where am I going to store this? It's it's books, basically. I have some books over there because I now have books that I have in my house, which is a unique challenge. And when I say books, they're my own books that my publisher sent me that then I sell at my speaking engagements and stuff like that. But I'm like, there's these books. And now I I have legitimately have to find a space to keep these books. And that's not a perfect space. But the space is so much better than it was before. So I'm enjoying it. And now I'm thinking, where am I going to put these because they are out in the open. And I don't like that. It's, you know, I'm trying to work out how am I going to make this space visibly better because even though yes it's back in the bedroom I don't want these books out in the open I want to visibly have this space free okay so with the visibility rule when you're prioritizing okay so when you're working on a specific decluttering project it's the one in one out rule when I take something where I would look for it first okay yes that's it but when I am choosing a decluttering project, sometimes the decluttering project that I'm choosing, like these books sitting in the corner of my bedroom, these boxes of books, if I am overall looking at my house and going, I want to make visible 
progress in my home and no longer have these books, boxes of books out in a visible space, that's when I go, yeah, it is okay for me to clear out that cabinet that's in our game room that I think is a, I think it's a laundry cabinet because it has like this little, um, flip up cabinet door. Do you guys, I had that in my old house too. We've never used it for that. It just never worked that way. I've tried several times, but in this house, I'm like, really none of the bedrooms are, or none of the bathrooms are anywhere near that laundry cabinet. So who would really walk all the way across their house to put their dirty clothes up? (laughs) Hamper in the bathroom. That's how it's got to work anyway. But so I have this cabinet and it's kind of this space and it has stuff in it right now. So to clear out this corner and make visible progress in my home, yes, I'm going to go clear out a less visible space because that is the actual project is finding a place to put this stuff. And the best way to find storage space in my own home is to go, well, what storage space do I actually have? Sometimes I feel like I don't have any, but I do have a little here and there. I don't have major storage closets like some of the houses I've seen before that made me go, oh, if I had those, I would have no problems. That's what I always thought. Anyway, not true. I would make the problems. Um, But if my goal is to make this visible progress in my house, yes, I may need to take some time to go clear out that laundry cabinet, whatever it is that I don't use for laundry, go clear that out in that room and get, I will most likely get rid of most of the stuff that's in there. But that is all coming back to making actual visible progress in my home. Does that make sense? So it's two different things. The one in one out rule when I go to, um, take something to the first place where I would look for it in the midst of a decluttering project. The goal in that one in one out rule in this other space where I'm taking it, where I would look for it first, the goal there is to not let myself get distracted from the decluttering project that I'm working on. Okay. But when I'm prioritizing decluttering projects, according to visibility, when I'm prioritizing that way, then yes, there are times where I'm going to declutter a less visible space because that's the space I'm going to use to give a home to this clutter that's out in the open. Because here's the thing about clutter that's out in the open. It is often because that's something that I'm consistently using. Okay, I have to have these books in my house because I go speak, which by the way, you know, I've got speaking engagements coming up. I'll tell you about at the end, but, um, and I'm going all over. So I'm hoping I'll be somewhere near you. But anyway, um, if you're nice, I only want to meet the nice people. Um, anyway, so that is what my goal is here. Okay. Like that, that's my goal. My goal is to make, is to prioritize according to visibility, which occasionally means then finding storage space in my own home, which means, yes, I'm going to declutter that laundry cabinet to give myself space to put those books in. Make sense? Okay. So it's not always about, um, I can't do anything 
except for out in the open stuff. It's about making visible progress in my home. I hope that makes sense. Okay. Um, let's see. There was something else I was going to talk about on this. Um, piddly clean is worth it. One in one. I think that was it actually. Hmm. I didn't talk as long as I thought I would talk about this one. So let's talk about, um, oh, I know I had a, I had two recommendations for you that have nothing to do with cleaning and decluttering. Um, anyway, but just things that I've been enjoying. I know I love to listen to podcasts while I'm cleaning and, um, I'm glad that you listened to mine, but, um, I have fallen head over heels in love with a podcast that I found recently. Um, and it's called book tour with John Grisham. I've read a couple of John Grisham novels over the years, have always enjoyed them. My husband's read quite a few. My husband, actually, we were talking about it the other day. And the firm was kind of what got him back into or got him into reading for pleasure. So that makes me happy because I'm a big fan of reading for pleasure. Um, But anyway, John Grisham, you know, I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, you know, I knew who he was. And I'd read some of his books and all that. Well, he um, did not go on book tour for like 25 years. But in 2016, maybe or 17, um, with one of his books that came out, he went on book tour, and they recorded each of his stops for um, a podcast. And I have just thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know part of that is probably the whole writer issue of it. But what he does is he goes to these different um, bookstores, independent bookstores, and he um, has another local author who comes with him um, that, you know, the bookstore contacts or whatever. Anyway, so that other local author is there and they just talk about writing and book selling and all this kind of stuff. And it just has been a delight to me. So anyway, if you have any interest in that kind of stuff, I just highly recommend that one. For the most part, it's clean. Um, You know, every once in a while, there's some cuss words or some, you know, stories that somebody tells that are less than appropriate. But you know, he's a he's a real appropriate guy. So um, for the most part. So anyway, I just really enjoy that podcast. And I'm always looking for more podcasts. If you have some that you're in love with, tell me about them. Um, Anyway, and then a book series that my daughter and I both have been reading is um, the Lunar Chronicles. I had read about it or I'd gotten it when they they go on sale pretty frequently, the Kindle versions. And um, I think Modern Mrs. Darcy is who I I follow her um, Kindle list that she sends out. And she has a daily thing where she tells you about different um, books that are on sale with Kindle. Anyway, and so I had grabbed I think I had actually grabbed all but one of the series. It's a four book series. Um, and the first one is called Cinder. And I think it's technically YA, but I just thoroughly enjoyed the whole series. And my daughter is almost 12 and I read them. And, you know, there's a couple times where you think, oh, is something going to happen here that I'm not wanting my daughter to read? But it never ends up, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, that kind of stuff never ends up happening. So um, anyway, I, I thought, that they would be fun for her to read. So she has started reading them. She's on the third one. She just started and she's super into it. And that's been a really fun thing to read the same series and talk to each other about. Um, so anyway, 
I, it's, it's kind of a bizarre thing. It's not really a Cinderella story, but it's kind of based around different, you know, it has some, a few parallels with different, um, fairy tale characters, but it's set like in way, way, way in the future, like hundreds of years in the future. And Cinder is a cyborg. I know, right? And so it's not actually her shoe that falls off. It's her foot that falls off. But anyway, it's, it is very loosely. I mean, it's its own story. It's you're not just reading this Cinderella story rewritten anyway, but it's got that. And um, so it's really, really fun. And I've enjoyed those books. Um, another one is um, Jamie Ivey's podcast this week. Y'all, I need you to go listen. Like it is one that I am absolutely enthralled with. Like I have not even finished reading it. I mean, listening to it yet. And I just want to make sure you guys know about it. It is a beautiful, amazing story. Um, it is, hold on, I'm looking to see which one it is, but, um, it is number 185 of the happy hour. So if you look in iTunes for the happy hour, um, number 185, it's Holly Christine Hayes, and it is just an absolutely beautiful conversation between the two of them. So I know I've recommended the happy hour many times. I'm a super fan of that podcast. I absolutely love it. Listen to it the minute that it comes out on a Wednesday morning. And um, anyway, I think you will love that one. Very spiritual conversation, just absolutely beautiful. So Okay. Um, also, I wanted to make sure you knew about my speaking events that are coming up. I will be this weekend, if you're listening to this in real time, I will be this weekend in Norman and Moore, Oklahoma. So I would love to meet you there. Um, both of those events are free. Um, I will also be in San Diego and Atlanta in April um, at the Pinners conferences, which are super duper fun. They are not for bloggers. I want to make sure everybody understands that. Sometimes people get confused, but um, they are uh, like home and garden shows that are Pinterest focused and they've got classes. I think there's a hundred classes at each of them. And so there are classes on calligraphy or painting or um, just all these different kinds of cool crafts and photography and all these different um, things. I'm teaching classes on decluttering. And um, it's also a major shopping floor that you can go around and um, look at. And I mean, my daughter and I had so much fun at the one in Dallas, she came and she was my helper. And we had so much fun shopping as well. Um, just, you know, hair, makeup, crafts, organizing things, just all sorts of fun, fun, fun stuff. So uh, anyway, I hope that I will meet you at one of those. I'm also going to be in Minneapolis in June. And then if you are anywhere near or willing to get to um, Asheville, North Carolina, the Becoming Conference is a um, Christian women's conference. It is very um, low key, but just some lovely, lovely people speaking and at the most beautiful conference center, um, Junaluska or Junaluska, not sure. Anyway, Lake is where it's going to be. Um, and I will have the link to that in my show notes. I would absolutely love it if you came to that because then we would get to meet. So, um, I will talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye.